We promised that this podcast would always be varied, um, and we didn't disappoint. This week's episode, we discuss... Lauren has a new tattoo. It's big, it's bold, but where is it? And will she get another one? Tune in next week to find out how scabby it is. We take a trip down memory lane in this one. We talk about the late 1900s and what it meant to us. We also answer a juicy listener question. And if that wasn't enough, I share my Harry Potter sex puns. And you know we like to ask the big questions like, is Barnacles cute or is Quasi the guy for you? Be sure to check out the show notes of each episode where you will find all the information you need to follow the guests we speak to, to follow us, to email us, feelingmyselfpod, all one word, at gmail.com. Every episode is transcribed for your viewing pleasure. And without further ado, enjoy the chaos. Right, should we actually start this podcast? Um, hello, Natasha. Hello, Lauren. Just picked that energy levels up. Well, now you're just taking the piss. I hate that we never say hello, like, welcome. Although we kind of add that at the end, but we never, like, address the listener. Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome to my channel. <laughs> that legit just gave me a very intense eye twitch, mate. It's because you're a YouTube veteran. People listening might not actually know that you are YouTube famous. No way, Jose. I was not YouTube famous. You were? How many subscribers did you have? Maximum 10,000. Like, that's nothing. I have 300 and I'm proud of every single one. Yeah, I know, but you know what it's like with, like, fucking Instagram? I've been on it for, like, 25 years and uh, got two followers. Legit, every time I post, I lose about 20 followers. Like, what the? Same. What yeah. did? What was your content like? Mummy content. Oh my god! Even you saying mummy content gives me like uh, uh, I feel triggered. <laughs> you got PTSD. Right. Listen, this is going to be a history lesson. But I was around uh, back in the late nineteen hundreds when YouTube wasn't a thing, and then I was there for the birth of YouTube, and then I watched a lot of YouTube uh, before mummy content was even a hashtag. I loved it. I really loved it, and I found. A sense of community on there and it was fun it was just a fun place to be on the internet so I used to watch a lot of YouTube I just always thought I could probably do that I'd probably quite like to do that so I did do that it was a bit of more of a journey than that it was more like I did always think I could do it I had like the technical know-how from like college doing radio stuff uh, I had the show off know-how because of theatre stuff and uh, you know failed actress trauma Everything uh, was in me to become this YouTube megastar. Not really. But I had Max and it was just a bit lonely being a mum. I didn't realise how lonely it was going to be. You're really special when you're pregnant and then you have this baby and you're kind of left to it. I guess I started watching like other mums on YouTube around then. But I also am a motherless mother and... um, Of course, it's got deep, but I didn't have someone to ask advice. I just, I didn't have it. And so I guess I found YouTube and I found all these mums who semi knew what they were doing. And we just created this kind of community where you could be dark and messy and not judged at that time. Um, And it was a safe space to kind of ask for help and see what they were doing. And you'd share advice and tips. So, I mean, you know. 
I can be, I can totally downplay it, but it was important at the time. There was a real drive from me for connection and that's what I found. I was also, I was always kind of disappointed because they were only showing like the half of it. They were, they were genuinely showing the highlight reel. Like no one was saying, oh man, this is tricky. Sometimes I feel lonely, but they were in our private WhatsApp groups, you know? So I just thought there's a gap here to just be honest and not feel shame about it. I also did spend, especially like the first couple of years, just being like, I was duped. I was told that date nights would save my marriage. I was told that if I did this, he would sleep. I was told that if I breastfed, he would, you know? And it was just like, no, I don't want anyone else to be duped. And I'm going to share how it really is so no other woman is tricked into this bullshit and this narrative that we're sold, which is once you become a mother, everything's perfect. And you helped a lot of people, so. And then it just turned into actually, you know, I have really bad depression. I couldn't really hide it. And I think I did one vlog where I spoke about it. And then it helped quite a few people. And then I thought, I've got to talk more about this. I don't, you know, just like how I started the mother stuff. I thought I've got to be a bit, you know, I've got to keep it real, man. So I just did. Yeah, and you you created a really valuable space for so many people, so you should be really proud of it. And then came Channel Mum, right? Yeah, then Channel Mum happened, and they paid me to edit their videos, and I was like, oh my god, like because I just taught myself how to edit videos, you know, in nap time. So I just couldn't believe it that someone was like willing to pay me. You know, I went to ITV Studios, I met Lorraine Kelly. I don't know, I just I found some great mentors from it. That's awesome. I applied. Do you remember they, did, they had like a competition? You could make a one minute video to apply to be a channel mum. I've blocked it out. <laughs> I wish I had because I remember my video entry vividly and it makes me physically cringe now. Um, but back then, like that was a real, that was an achievement. But then yeah. like they paying, they were paying pennies. Yeah. At the time, you know, it was before influencers were really influencers. We're just aging ourselves because this is in like the 1970s. <laughs> I know. I don't think we dialed in or up to get connected to the internet, but it was, we were closer to that than we are now. Um, yeah. And then I left Channel Mum. Quite spectacular you left Channel Mum, I remember. I remember the video that you put out for leaving and it was quite quite the drama was it i remember being like oh, wow because you i felt like you made a statement leaving channel mom yeah i did i went guns blazing <laughs> what did i say i can't even remember what i said how I, what i said i why i said i left i just remember being like oh and then the rest is history you know what's great though is when you're right <laughs> it was a long game that natasha bailey played but damn she right (laughs) you feel vindicated now god yeah so channel mum and i did not share the same values at that point so we were no longer aligned we parted ways and i just went it alone and started editing for other people and here i am (laughs) if i'm brutally honest with the youtube stuff um instagram stories happened Mm. this is also dating me this was 1980 instagram stories came in and people were making these short little clips and i thought why am i busting my ass 
editing these videos and I had way more followers on Instagram when I could be just making these short little clips on Instagram stories. So I just forgot about YouTube, started doing Instagram stories and my following went up and you can get way more money on Instagram than you can on YouTube. So I just thought, well, not that I'm particularly money driven, but also, you know, uh, girls got to eat. Yeah, I, I remember when Instagram stories came out and I was like, I am never doing an Instagram story. Mate, I've said that about MySpace, Facebook. <laughs> when I first met Ian, when I was 16, which was um, 1952, <laughs> I remember he was moving to Tenerife and he was like, we can email. And I specifically, he will swear to this, I said, that ain't catching on. <laughs> I said, I ain't doing that. I'm not even, no, don't be so silly. Email is not catching on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how wise you were. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. I'm just saying that I do not adapt to change I'm like not not doing it not do- reels I was the same not doing it not doing it and then eventually you just have to fucking give in don't you yeah TikTok not doing it I mean I still don't do TikTok but I waste hours of my life watching other people's TikToks you're a TikToker you just you're good at it though you're just good at putting things together I wish I could do more TikToks because I can't be on there because I will scroll for six hours. I lose days. Constantly deleting, adding, deleting, adding the app. But lip syncing is my forte. I just think, why is there not a job that involves this? Oh, it is. I'm now a TikToker. Follow me on TikTok, Natasha Bailey. (laughs) Sometimes I post. You post a lot in one go, don't you? Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, I know. I've got problems. <laughs> if I went to like any of those like social media lessons, they'd be like, "Yeah, like look at the times that people like watch." I'm like, "Oh, I like make it rain with content," <laughs> and then I just disappear. <laughs> Wait, so if you, have you got a YouTube channel? I do have a YouTube channel. I had nothing for about five years, but I did. I did have. I did do content on there. I got some talky videos about allergies and then... Wow, real real clickbait stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we did some like day out type videos. Nice. To be fair, I like looking back on them. I wish I was doing them now just for myself because it's nice memories. Like Dylan's tiny, but it was a fucking lot of effort. And then I get to a point where we'd be out and I'd be like, right, I need to film this on my, you know, my Canon. G7X. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I need the DSLR to take proper photos because at the time my Instagram feed was only pro photos. Then I need my phone out to be Instagram story in. And it was like, what the fuck is happening? Also, who do we think we are? Yeah. I mean, I had a photographer boyfriend at the time, so I really thought I was a professional. <laughs> now I'm just mortified, but... It is what it is. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, I feel you, babes. I remember when filters came in, in 66, and I was like, this is going to change the game. (laughs) It didn't. It just gave me extreme body dysmorphia. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were still posting Instagram pictures with loads of little borders around. Oh, that's so cute. We were cute. It's like I saw an advert for ASOS earlier. And it said, like, as seen Seen on on screen. screen. And I was like, oh, my God, that's how it started. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it was all, like, Kim K body con dresses. Now look at it. Now it's all fucking bucket hats. I posted that on Instagram a little while ago because that was when we were reminiscing about 
millennial life. Yeah, because I used to always be as seen on Victoria Beckham. I had a Von Dutch cap. Oh my God, (laughs) how embarrassing. Like, do you remember those disc belts? There's just, I could reminisce about those years forever. I found it fascinating. It was a wild time. Well, yeah, I know, but that, and then that's what makes it so exciting. Like, about Benefer coming back and Megan Fox and Travis Barker. It's like, it's all coming back around. It is, but I would rather not have um, low slung jeans. Yeah, true. It's disgusting. Yeah, we don't need that kind of negativity after the year we've had. The rest of it can come back. I loved MySpace. Like, I had a great time. MySpace taught me how to code. Like, (laughs) there were some real skills involved. Massively. And you know what? I always think this, especially around, like, October and Christmas, I always get a bit of a pang for it because I'm like, oh, I'd be, like, totally changing my wallpaper around now to, like, a bit of autumnal pumpkin shit. (laughs) Soon I'll be adding uh, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is my song. Those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah, I'm glad that my youth hasn't been completely immortalised online. Um, so do we need to discuss your tattoo? It's really fucking itchy, yeah. Did I mention it last week? No. You fucking cut all my good stuff. That's bullshit, mate. <laughs> we're finally going to give out two-hour episodes because that's what the people want. They say they do, but the numbers don't don't um, add up. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm so glad I can't see analytics because I would drive myself insane. So Lauren has got a new tattoo. Do if you follow me on Instagram, I felt very. I felt like a YouTuber then because I sort of teased it and I covered it up with a sticker and then I then I like prepared my announcement photo like it's a fucking baby. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the gender reveal. <laughs> well, it's Tabitha, but she's she's a she. Um, yeah, I got a fucking cheetah tattoo because I'm a diehard Glennon Doyle fan now. And I really hope I tagged her in it. I was like, come on, Glennon, come comment on it. I saw that and I was like looking through all the comments like, please, please, please. But she, I'm guessing she hasn't seen it yet. She will. But yeah, like I just, that book, I talk about it. Even when I'm in college, I'm like, I know I talk about it every day, but and now my whole class is reading it because I'm just like, it changed my life. Yeah. It's so good and if you haven't read it yet what the fuck are you doing in fact don't read it because I listened to it on audible and I personally think it's better that way because I've heard it delivered in her voice I think if I'd read the book I would have read it a little bit differently I like listening to her voice and it's one you can pick up and down isn't it because you I sometimes I just find like a random chapter and I just listen to just that chapter see I never do audiobooks I always do I do the reading but I yeah I agree like that book changed my life it just I feel like it just comes up every day. You know how there's certain words that always come up in your... Do you have that? Like, I have it all the time. So I have wild always comes up. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm not spiritual or religious, but I'm always like, something's trying to tell me. You're on the right path if there's wild stuff going on. No, absolutely. And I think a lot about the knowing yeah. Even in college yesterday, we were talking about, we were learning some theory and it was about developing like a sixth sense. And I was discussing it and I was like, Glennon Doyle calls this the knowing. And like, it's about sinking into yourself, practicing listening to the knowing. And then once you've perfected it, as long as you trust that knowing, like it will point you in the right direction. And I love that she was like, some people call that God, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's inside you and you just have to find it and listen to it. Because uh-huh. we spend our entire lives doing the opposite, don't we? Like we are told not to trust ourselves, especially if you've had a difficult childhood where people have gaslit you and literally denied your reality. 
like I'm always like, how do people trust their gut? I don't know what my gut is saying. Like, I don't know what that means. But read the fucking book. Read the book, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And that is why Lauren has a cheetah tattoo. Because she's a goddamn cheetah. She can't be caged. She can't be tamed. It's just about remembering your wild, isn't it? Yeah. Letting everything else burn. Did it burn? Because <laughs> it's, on, it's on your calf, right? The tattooist was like, she was like, yeah, awesome. She's like, it does hurt a bit there. And I was like, Meh. and then I was like, oh, I actually need to be on a Zoom call while you're doing this. And she was like, you're going to be in too much pain to talk. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was on mute. I just had to watch. But I was like, it's fine. But actually, I could have talked. So I was absolutely fine. It wasn't that bad. <gasps> See, I I really like tattoo pain. Okay, that's weird. Oh. Well, maybe it's not weird. I don't know. I didn't. It was annoying, isn't it? I think it's just like a bit of like an annoying, like, mm. she said I was the best person who ever sit for her. And then I told this guy and he was like, they all said that. And I was like, no. She meant it. <laughs> Don't take it away from me. I like to be the best anything. You are brave because I like the pain, but also it gets a bit... There's always a point where it gets a bit much. There's always a moment where I start... Oh, my whole body is just vibrating. But I remember my last tattoo, was. it was started all fine. But then it got down to like my wrist and my side of my wrist. And I was like, oh, hey, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> And then I just start getting really offensive. So I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. No, thank you. And she's like, you okay? And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's just my it's my process. Cool. And she's tattooed me before, so she was well aware of it. But meanwhile, there was a girl in the next cubicle getting a full tummy tattoo that said something like, you know, like, die, bitch. And I just thought, and she was just like, silencio. And I just thought, cool. I'm just getting my roses and my peonies. Did you? That's so funny. Yeah, she said to me, do you want a break? And I was like, nah, keep going, boo. Get it over with. Yeah, it's about two and a half hours, which is the longest one I've ever had because all my other ones are teeny, teeny, tiny. So have you planned your next one? Yeah, now I'm like, well, I'll be back. So she was saying about getting another animal, like similar style, but a different animal head on the other leg. Ooh, what are you going to get? I don't know, I don't know. But I would really like a Russian doll as well because I've used Russian dolls in therapy and I quite like them. I love my Russian doll because it represents motherhood as well for me. Yeah. It's really pretty. I like that a lot. I love her. This is what I do, though. This is me. Like, now I've got one. I was literally sitting there getting it done, thinking, what can I get next and next and next? But when I was at uni, um, I spent three years of my life just being at uni, avoiding actually being at uni. They give you, they give you all this free money. And I was 18 years, well, I was 19. Like, what do they think I was fucking going to do? So I, we spent most of our loans on alcohol or going to Primark. But there was a tattoo studio up the road from us that did buy one, get one free tattoos. Stop it right now. That's outrageous. Isn't it? So we were there all the time just getting absolute shite and then getting another one for free. Like, oh, it was bizarre. These are probably the exact same people who are worried about the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, suck my tit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> are you worried, are you? <laughs> I love it. People snorting cocaine off a toilet floor and then saying they don't want to get the jab. Oh, it blows my absolute marbles. It really does. Have you read the side effects of the pill? Sertraline, I take all my antidepressants. Have you read that? (sighs) How is your pill, Rage? The people want to know. How are you doing? Yeah, hormone update is... I was very horny last week. Sorted that out. Now I feel... Like I'm revving up. Do you know what I mean? So next week's going to be... Next week will be fighty. 
And then I'll probably uh, bleed it out. Uh, that fits in work quite well because I was going to suggest next week we do an unfiltered Ask Me Anything episode. I recommend that people ask us anything as spicy as they want it to be. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Be a good timing to get you in the, the rage zone. Get some yeah. real truthful answers out of you. <laughs> ask me anything. <laughs> I'll put a question box on my Instagram in a few days or so. Um, but we, you can also obviously email feelingmyselfpod at gmail.com. And that brings us nicely to we have an email, Natasha. Oh, my God. It's a juicy one. It's one we're going to enjoy. It's a, it's a good topic. And we're going to be Ooh. able to talk about it for hours. Although we have 25 minutes to get it done because I need to go get my eyelashes done because my priorities are straight. Hey, firstly, I'd like to be anonymous. No problem, babe. Got ya. I've always wondered how open couples are about wanking. My husband has always said he doesn't do it. Sorry, what? I'm under no illusions that he is lying, but I don't understand why. Me neither. I'd really like to buy a toy for us to use together, or just for myself, but I feel a little awkward because he's always made masturbating seem to be something we shouldn't discuss. Should I just buy a toy and hide it? This isn't really in my nature. I'd love to discuss it more, but not sure how to. I've always said how hot it would be if he spoke about it, but he still hasn't opened up. Any advice? Thanks. P.S. I love your podcast. You're both. And it just stops there. (laughs) You're both. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to fill in the blank and say shit. (laughs) What do you think? First thoughts. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so... (sighs) It's so hard because I think I uh, would never be in a relationship where I can't talk about everything. Communication is fantastic and uh, seriously underrated, apparently. I always would talk about wanking. Always. I can't imagine getting all the way to the point of marrying someone and it hasn't come up. Like, God, I, I meet someone and my first three sentences are normally about wanking. Yeah, same. I'm often like, I'm sorry I was late. I was wanking. I'm sorry I was late. I wanted to come. Not here, but like at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a shame. Obviously, that's the situation that you're in. Personally, I just think anyone that you're attracted to or in a relationship with or whatever, like them getting off is hot. Them pleasuring themselves, them feeling turned on is fucking hot and that turns me on shit like what would you do though lauren if someone just shut you down i feel like you just turned fuck off what can you do if you're married to them so he clearly feels some shame around masturbation that's clearly where that's all come from so how she needs to ease it out of him but yeah i don't know if from hearing that i don't know if just turning up with a sex toy would be the right way to go i think it means a discussion but i think he might shut it down yeah yeah like i say you can't you can't control other people so all you can do is say well you feel that way and that's fine and valid i like to masturbate Mm. i am gonna go masturbate right now (laughs) um and i would like to buy a sex toy for my pleasure and if you feel comfortable maybe i can show you it sometime yes consent communication pleasure that's the thing like you're entitled to pleasure like i would hate to be in a marriage where i feel like i couldn't wank or i had to wank in private in secrecy i had to hide a sex toy i hear that from a lot of people that's why some people are like is it discreet because my husband doesn't know i'm buying it and i'm just like 
Mm. Like Ian, it would be like genuinely concerned if I hadn't done it for like a few weeks. He'd be like, that's not you, babe. You okay? What's going on? My ex was the same. Like he would always say like, you are easier to live with when you're having orgasms. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was like, I do remember being like, I hope everyone has this. Because we do, we do forget that we are special. We are on one end of the spectrum for sure. And there's the other end and then there's lots of people in the middle. But I just think like, you're supposed to want your partner to be happy and feel pleasure and have a good time. And I would hate to find out that my partner felt like they couldn't tell me they wanted to go have a wank or like wasn't wanking because they were worried about offending me. Like I'd be like, oh my God, no, do you, babe? I want you to be happy. Also, out of all the people in the entire world, the person that you're married to is the person that you've chosen to share all your secrets with, all your desires, all your, you know, the essence of you. You've you've decided to share it with this person. Like, if you can't speak to that person, then I don't know who you could speak to. They get access all areas. So guess what part of that is uh, also the good bit? Ooh, you know what I'd really recommend as well is Esther Perel's podcast called Where Should We Begin? She is a psychotherapist and it is basically couple therapy sessions. You've told me about this before, I think. And it's everything about relationships and, and sex. And it will it's so interesting because each episode, it starts off the same way, which is it's always about sex. Like we're not having enough sex. So we're not doing this. We're not doing that. But actually, it's always something else. And it's normally communication. It's normally someone, you know, hiding a part of themselves and not being open. And it's so, I would really recommend it. Yeah, that sounds really interesting because that's what I want. I want to do, I want to be a psychosexual therapist. Honestly, it's so good. She's incredible. And she does like, she's done this famous TED talk around sex and shame. And I just love her. She's brilliant. That is the thing. Like, and it's so easy to forget that and just be like, just have a wank. But it's so yeah. tangled up in lots of other things, isn't it? So many of us have a lot of shame surrounding sex and pleasure. So many of us have had traumatic experiences. It might be really triggering. Like there's yeah. a million reasons why you might find communicating really, really difficult. Yeah, because actually sex is one thing, but intimacy isn't always sex. It's, it's, it is communication and it is being vulnerable with someone. Like that's true intimacy. And that can be harder than just having sex. Oh, a million percent. Yeah, like I've had, I've had a lot of sex. <laughs> And I'm terrified of intimacy. Intimacy and commitment are not things I do. But sex, to me, is in a whole separate box. See, whereas I need intimacy to have sex. You need a connection for an erection. Yeah, and I need to, like, look someone in the eye. Yeah. See, I've had... This is so bad. I've had sex with people without even kissing them. All right, pretty woman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're a bunch of wankers, really. I didn't mean that pun. We are a bunch of wankers. But, yeah, that could be a million different issues, couldn't it? And you will only find out by communicating and exploring that. But I always think, oh, like, telling people to communicate is also... Must be one of the hardest things to hear because... It's sometimes it's easier to buy a sex toy than it is to communicate with your partner. But that is where the true problem lies. If you can't communicate with your person, then there's a bigger problem and it's not just the wanking. That's it. Like ultimately, this is coming from two single people. But hey, I was married for like 20 billion years. <laughs> We've got qualifications. <laughs> I'll show you my certificates. 
can't imagine being with someone who I, who there was something I couldn't tell or couldn't talk about. I want to be with someone who I could say anything to. And they might not like it. Mm. They, you know, we might debate it and have different opinions, but I want to be able to say whatever I need to say mm. without fear. Because, I, you know, we've both, we've all been there where you feel scared to say something. You want to be in a healthy relationship where you can talk about things, even if you disagree, even if it's tricky, even if you have to write it down instead of saying it face-to-face because I've done that loads of times. Put it in a text. Yeah, I'm always, I'm so much braver via text but you need to be able to say it because then it then it becomes resentment doesn't it unspoken stuff becomes resentment and that just breeds a whole nother problem that's so true like communication even though it sounds scary you you, there must be a way you can communicate one of those airplanes with the signals write it send a pigeon send hedwig just find a way there will be a way you don't always have to do face to face but you know, just find a way in and then you've, 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 you're golden. Probably once you've said it, it'll be like ripping up a plaster, won't it? And then be yeah. like, oh, I just didn't want to upset you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And maybe he'll be like, no, I still don't want to talk about wanking. And you have to accept that's his feeling on it. But then he has to accept, well, you will be talking about it and you will be having a wank and you will be buying a sex toy. And he doesn't get to say, you can't do that. It's your body. Can you survive with no wanking? People with penises, like men wanking, is really normalised. We all accept that teenage boys are at it from the time they find their penis until the time they die. And it still feels a bit taboo for some people, I guess. But then are we doing the opposite as well, which is we're assuming that he wanks a lot because he is a male with a penis and maybe he doesn't and maybe he's not interested. The thing is as well with things like that, then you get into like, how's his mental health? Is there something else going on? And that's that's why we're not professionals. (laughs) Because I was listening to a podcast the other day with some hot TikToker, but he was discussing how he hates getting head. Mm. And I was just really surprised because I always I always put the equation of boys love blowjobs. No? Did we not all think that? I definitely thought that. But it's funny you say that because someone literally messaged me like two days ago saying, how do I get my boyfriend to enjoy getting head well I guess like I don't particularly love people going down on me everyone's always like well they're just not doing it right and that might be true but I just I like a lot like I like a doxy wand and I'm just not convinced someone's tongue can move at that speed so maybe for me that is just not a stimulation that I like I don't know I don't hate it I absolutely it's just the way he eats my vagina oh Ernest <laughs> It's like he's been starving for ages and he's just down there for ages. It's just fantastic. Ernest, matchmake me with some like-minded friends, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think so much about pleasure and orgasms in sex. It's, it's, it's in your head, isn't it? Like It's the same when you have difficulty coming. Like Some people have never had an orgasm and I think that's much more about your thinking side. Than, it's not like a physical problem. It's like, do you have some shame around that? Are you unable to let go because of past trauma? You know, like there's there's stuff, there's something there, there's a blockage there and it's more up here than it is in your yeah. clit. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? He was like, do you want me to ever comment on anything on the podcast? But I could have an earnest, earnest answers. Uh, if you want that, let us know because I would very much like to hear Ernest's perspective on a few things. Oh my Jesus. Can you imagine? Let's get him on. I mean, Dylan's dad came on it last week, but you cut him out because he was inappropriate. <laughs> That's what I mean. All these boys are so inappropriate. I'm like, this is a very factual, professional podcast. 
He just shouted anal sex from the other side of the room. If Ernest came on, I'd be like, could I put an auto-tune over him? You could have an actor, he could just write it in and we could have an actor read it out. Oh, lovely, because he's got such a strong accent. I'm like, babes. Does he? Well, he just gets sexier and sexier, for fuck's sake. Right, oh my god, we're doing it. Like, we're going to do it. A brutal ask me anything, and then we're also going to have Ernest Corner. Do that. Not that I, I don't enjoy giving cis men a platform, but on this one occasion, I will allow it. I have to tell you while we're talking about wanking that, um, and we made, we've already made Harry Potter reference. So Dylan is finally into Harry Potter. Oh, you had to mention Dylan because I was literally like, yesterday, me and Ernest love a pun, and I was just sending him all these dirty harry potter puns and i just had the best time go on to slither in my pussy i want to tell you but you were talking about your son so i feel out of order now no but i'm gonna lower the tone again in 10 seconds so tell me your sexy pun (laughs) do you like harry potter because i a dumbledore you oh my god (laughs) horcrux that's a good one we should call that a podcast episode name bella dix lestrange I'm so proud of yourself. I'll be your head girl if you let me ride your broomstick. <laughs> oh my god. Then he said, Do you want to see my fantastic beast? My snake makes Nagini look small. Oh my god, you guys are hard, diehard fans, huh? I've been whomping my willow all day. <laughs> and then he said, I'd like to visit your restricted section tonight. Oh my god. You two are disgusting. One night with me and you'll be calling me Moaning Myrtle. <laughs> oh no, I'm never going to be able to watch it in the same way. You could put your basilisk in my chamber of secrets. <laughs> so hang on a second. So Dylan didn't like Harry Potter. He'd never actually watched it properly. So I've sat him down. We're watching them in order and he's very into it finally, which I'm thrilled so about. Excited. I literally took him to the shop. I was like, let's buy all the merch. Like I was so excited. I was like, what do we get? Let's get one. <laughs> yeah. And um, so he was saying that the... I said, what's your favourite part? He said, the ones. The ones are his favourite part. And someone said, like mother, like son. (laughs) (laughs) Sets yours as a doxy wand. It's like the elder wand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that is pretty fucking magic. See, because Max will not, like, we read the books, but we haven't done the last two books because he is a kid that cannot stand peril Mm. so if anyone's about to get in trouble he's like pat he gets really upset and harry potter literally they're always like yeah are they gonna get found out so so anyway we were reading the books because i am obsessed i was like now's the time and he was like all right what (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna show you my um marauders map And it was all in like cellophane and I had to like rip it open, which really hurt my heart. And then I showed him and he just was like the most unimpressed you've ever seen anyone. Oh. Because he was just like, I can't understand why you've got it. You've got this one. And I was like, no, I bought it from a shop. And then I was like, you're ruining it. But then I said, you can keep it for tonight if you want. And he was like, you're all right. <laughs> wow. Why do they shit on your dreams? When I was pregnant with Dylan, for my birthday, we went to Harry Potter World. <gasps> and it was fucking amazing. And I had the butter beer. Oh, my God. And we've got all these photos. There's a photo of us, like, in the car. It's flying. And like, I just loved it. And then all the time now, I'm like, Dylan, we, we went then. So now if I start to say, he's like, I know, you went to Harry Potter World. <laughs> oh my God. Why are they so rude? 
oh, I hate it. Eight years watching Power Rangers and Paw Patrol and all this fucking shit. And now... Oh, can I tell you? Mm. Max saw the poster for the Paw Patrol movie the other day. And I was like, <laughs> got an eye twitch. And I was like, do you remember watching, watching all that every day? And he was like, oh, I don't even know what that movie is. Like, I don't know what those dogs are. And I was like, I'm sorry, what What? fuck? And I was like, are you joking? We had to watch it every single day for hours. Poor Petra, poor Petra. Be there on the double. double. Stop it now, Lauren. (laughs) Made my nipples go hard. (laughs) And I was like, "Um, just going to mention one other thing. Optinauts? And he was like, no idea. And I thought... That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Also, all those years were the best years of me playing with him. And he's like, oh, I can't remember. Shut it out. And this goes full circle. I'm like, I've got these YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> I still love Octonauts. I learn a lot from Octonauts. Not going to lie to you. Barnacles and co have taught me a lot. I kind of fancied Barnacles. Did you? I like Quasi. Oh, yeah. He's a sexy motherfucker. Creature report. Creature Fantastic. Abort. Yeah, it's a it's a bot. Dylan's learnt, like Dylan's quite into animals and we a lot of the animals mm. that we know about is because Octonauts did a fucking creature report on them. Like a lemon shark. Mm. I know a lot about lemon sharks. I know my kid knows so much about sharks. Uh, Dylan loves sharks and dinosaurs. Oh my god, did you hear that they have found this new dinosaur bone? Well, I took Dylan to di- I need to leave soon, but <laughs> this is important information. This is like when we talk about the bees. I took Dylan to a dinosaur show. And it's called So You Think You Know About Dinosaurs. And they spent the entire time proving that everything I knew about dinosaurs was wrong. Did you know dinosaurs all had feathers? Yes, because birds are dinosaurs. So now we see a pigeon and we're like, dinosaur. And the T-Rex looks nothing like we were told T-Rexes look like. They're completely different. Their tail points up. Their arms are different. It just blows my fucking mind. They weren't even green. They had feathers. I don't understand what is real anymore and what isn't. Well, I'm going to quickly say they have, I literally was doing packed lunch, so I couldn't hear everything, but on the news this morning, so I've probably got this entirely wrong, but they said they found a new dinosaur bone and it's like a T-Rex, but the size of a chicken that lived in South Wales. And I was like, whoa, that is so Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I actually did hear that because some of them were tiny. Mad. Chickens are dinosaurs and just a lot of ha- stuff is happening in my brain. It, it was is a lot, a lot. What we're gonna do, March? Yeah. Okay. What I also really like about this podcast is that we take things that may or may not be true and we present them as facts. Yeah. Because we said so. But we do caveat it, don't we? With like, oh, you know, I was doing something else. And I'm actually not a paleontologist. Yeah, Dylan wants to be a paleontologist. That's his dream job at the moment. That's amazing. I was going to say something else, but I can't remember what it was. Well, you need to go. That's a real shame because I would imagine that was the funniest thing I was going to say in this whole hour. <laughs> so if you've got any questions, send them in to feelingmyselfpod at gmail.com. You can send in quick fire ones and we'll do them next week. We can send in longer ones. Send us your problems. We're really good at solving them. Not so much at solving our own, but we'll just give you our opinion and present it as fact and pretend we're experts in every area ever if you've got like a medical condition ask us we we probably know i've got google <laughs> i've got a degree of a dr google medical board um i watched a lot of Grey's anatomy oh yeah she has got a medical license at this point <laughs> if you need an appy um i'm your gal <laughs> Love ya, and um, good luck with your eyelashes. Thank you, and thank you. Thoughts and prayers. Have a great day. 
Oh, yeah, you too, babe. And everyone listening. Love ya. Bye.